Welcome to The Athlete Insider, a podcast designed to share the untold stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things and insight into the lives of Australia's top athletes beyond their arena. I'm your host, athlete and journalist, Ilana Withnor. Welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today, we're lucky to be joined by rugby union legend, Brumbies player 149, with an astounding 100 super rugby caps to his name, and over 55 tests in the green and gold while playing for the Wallabies. Welcome to the podcast, Scotty CEO. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you. Awesome. So basically, we always start the athlete insider with the three big need to knows. So when people think of Scotty, uh, what would you like them to resonate with your name? Um, I guess uh, first and foremost, just you know, very family oriented. Um, you know, uh, a lot of um, my success and what I've uh, been able to achieve today to them, uh, you know, constant support um, has been massive for me. Um, I guess in terms of the rugby circles, like a good friend, um, you know, someone that Always were always able to relate to and 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 was easy to get to know and, and sort of have fun around um, as well. That means a lot to me uh, in this in this team environment. And um, oh, I don't know, I guess just someone who cares cares about the community and, and and the fans and the people that you know support our game and and make our game what it is. Yeah, awesome. That's lovely. <laughs> uh, so next we go seven rounds with you, Scotty. Um, I choose seven because as a former heptathlete, there's seven events in the heptathlon and I wear the number seven jersey on the field myself. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, question one, um, this is what I ask all my athletes. What is your all-time top favourite Disney movie and why? Oh, um, there's been a lot like over the years, but I mean, you know, I, I, I love Moana. Um, it's a it's a really cool I guess uh, representation of um, there's a lot of Samoan culture within that, mm-hmm. and I guess having grown up with it and and to see sort of how engulfed my, my my mother and my sisters are within that it's cool to see that represented on uh, at such a high level you know it's such a big company as as Disney so it was um, it was kind of really touching and, and the movie itself is really nice it's catchy songs in there as as a lot of them are so. Uh, yeah, it has to be Moana for me. Moana. I definitely agree. It has, or well, next to The Little Mermaid, maybe, um, one of the best soundtracks for sure. Yeah. Can't beat The Rock in there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a character, that's for sure. <laughs> Great. Uh, so moving on to question two. So your dad, David, I believe, was a former Samoan prop and member of the 1991 World Cup side. And then your sister, Annalise, Place for the New South Wales Waratahs in the Super W. So, as you previously said, family obviously means a lot to you, and those family values, especially in rugby as a sport. Uh, with your first t- test match at 21, I believe, you could say that rugby has been your blood. Um, so, tell us a little bit about your family support and um, what it means to you that they share your passion in rugby. I mean, you know, it, it means the world. Um, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we, we understand that, you know, for, for a lot of us, we're lucky that, you know, family's love is, is unconditional. But um, 
I think the biggest thing um, in and around that and why they, they follow it and support so much is um, my father's always been big on, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you expect other people to believe in you and what you want to do? And, and I think that self-belief is so massive and it sort of just, um, it, it makes it easy for my family to get behind me because they just, <clears throat> they know that I'm, you know, so confident in my ability. And, you know, as, as professional sporties, you don't always get it right. But, um, you know, that's the beauty of life. Your family rides the highs and the lows with you. So um, it's just always knowing that they're going to be there no matter what happens. Yeah, great. No, that's beautiful. I can definitely resonate with that there. Like, family's always been number one, uh, especially in all the crazy sporting ventures. Nice to know they have your back as much as your teammates have your back, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, on to number three. Who has been the funniest? Uh, teammate to share a room with and why? Um, I I, uh, I have a, a roommate that I, I room with a lot in the Brumbies and, and the Wallabies now for the last couple of years and it's our captain, Alan Alalator. Uh, we obviously, we, we've known each other for a very long time. I played um, West Juniors with, with Mikey's older brother and Alan played with my younger brother, Paddy. So, um, you know, we've had that bond for quite a while. So, um, yeah, you know, we've got some funny stories when, when we roomed together and that, but, um, we had a, a number eight, um, back in the day, uh, it's a via. And, um, he, uh, unfortunately he had a few complications with blood clots and that, but it was one of my first years at the Brumbies and we were in over in South Africa and, um, he, he was writing a, a status cause he just, I think we had a bye week or something like that. And, uh, I remember just sort of scrolling through Facebook. I was sitting next to him, and then um, he he spelt uh, he just spelt the status funny, and I was giving it to him there. And he just turns around and goes, if you, "He goes, Doxy, if you say one more thing, I'm going to punch you in the face." <laughs> <laughs> so I learned learned pretty quickly at a young age not to mess with either, <laughs> not to make him mad. But um, it was always good fun. I always had a lot of funny jokes and, and things to uh, crack up about. Oh, great. Oh, I'm sure you've got plenty of stories. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm moving on to four. Uh, so what would you say is your fondest or most cherished um, memory in your career so far um, across, you know, um, Super Rugby, uh, any Wallabies match? Is there a moment or a match that stands out the most? Yeah, it's, um, you know, obviously I've been pretty fortunate. I've had a lot of... Um, unbelievable moments um, that I've, I've got to experience with a lot of different people. I mean, um, when we beat the British and Irish Lions um, for the Brumbies in 2013, it's definitely up there, you know, being the first team to beat the Bulls in Loftus in a finals match in 2013 as well, debuting for the Wallabies. Um, you know, it's all, um, pretty, I mean, going to my first World Cup, receiving my first World Cup cap, I think is... Something that's pretty special, I guess. Not a lot of players get to experience um, something as momentous as that. So, uh, 50th cap for the Brumbies, 50th test match for the Wallabies. Um, but um, just last year, I, I played 100 uh, games for the Brumbies. So, yeah, I managed to achieve um, the, um, that um, special feat. And um, one of the special things about that day was it was the first time we decided to do a Pacifica week. Um, just sort of honouring, you know, the presence that uh, Pacific Islanders have had in, in rugby union in Australia and the influence that we've had. And um, 
uh, I'm forever um, grateful to the Brumbies for, you know, um, taking the time out to make that happen and being so supportive of it and, and really understanding of our, our traditions and our customs. And for my 100th uh, cap to sort of fall on that week was, um, you know, uh, I don't know, it was just sort of, I guess, you know, the, you talk about times where things are sort of meant to be. It was kind of crazy that it, it would. So, yeah, I'd have to say that at the moment for me it was something re- really, truly special and it was uh, it was really cool to get the win as well. Yeah, fantastic. I'm sure it was a moment where all pieces of puzzle had come together. And- <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh. And so you are being dubbed one of Australia's most reliable front rowers. Has anyone seen you play? No, why? What does being a prop entail for all those at home in your weekly training? Um, you know, what are your main focus points? What do you need to work on? And what's sort of your session breakdown um, during a regular season outside of a global pandemic, of course? <laughs> yeah. So a normal, a normal training week for us is uh, we'll train Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll do three training days in a row. Um, usually we play on Saturday. Saturday is the normal day, so we'll have a Sunday recovery day. Um, Monday is pretty light on. We'll, we'll, um, we'll go pretty hard in the gym, um, but on-field sessions are pretty light. It's more about recovery and, um, and um, just trying to get our bodies ready for uh, another week of preparation. Um, yeah, and as you know, as an athlete, you know, normally the soreness doesn't really kick in until about 48 hours after your event or, 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 your, or your sports played. So, you know, Monday is a pretty crucial day to get to get things right. So as a prop, obviously, as a, as a, a rugby player, strength is, and strength and power are, are massive. But uh, I think one thing that's probably underplayed is um, the recovery aspect of it and, uh, and flexibility. Uh, I think, you know, to be able to utilise your strength and power, if you're not flexible enough to do that and you haven't let your body rest and recover long enough, um, it's very hard to you know, consistently be able to produce that week on, uh, week in, week out, especially in a contact sport. So um, we have a big focus on that, uh, especially Mondays. Tuesday is a big, heavy day. I mean, live malls, live scrums, line outs, a lot of tackling and that. So, you know, it can get a bit heated. You know, boys get very competitive. So, you know, when you're in a performance-based environment, you can, you know, get very competitive at times. But it's good. Uh, Wednesday is a bit of an execution day. You're kind of just trying to refine everything and, uh, and sort of get through the last bit of that. And then Thursday is a bit of a day off to just kind of get away from it, okay, uh, play a bit of golf, play a bit of Fortnite, you know, do a bit of uni study, if, you know, if that's what uh, boys are into, a bit of networking. I know some of our boys are good at that as well. And then Friday is a pretty light on day. We have a captain's run, which is just sort of get to the field, get familiar with where you're going to play the next day. And then game day Saturday, favourite day of the week. Yeah, wow. Nice. And do you find sort of any challenges, especially during that Super Rugby season, where you could be playing every weekend or every second weekend um, in terms of recovery and things like that? Like, does that um, change in any training? Do you go through a tapering phase at all? Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, we do. Uh, normally, in a, normally, we'll do um, sort of three build weeks into a deload week in terms of... Um, on field, uh, so if we've got six day turnarounds as well, our training will be pretty light on that week in terms of contact, um, and and the focus will be on recovery. Uh, if we have like an eight day turnaround, say, or even just a normal sort of seven day turnaround, um, you know, we we might have that extra day to recover, so we can probably amp up a few things at training and get around that. But um, 
it is always a challenge in a contact sport. I mean, some weeks you'll come out a lot sorer than others. So um, our, our S&C staff and our medical staff are really good. Like if we flag things, they're, they're able to modify that, take you in and out of certain things to make sure that you can get ready for the weekend um, as well. So, um, you know, having been around a while now, I've had a couple of weeks here and there to, you know, let the body freshen up. Not as young as I used to be when I first started. So everything is always a, a bit sore on Monday, but uh, no, it, it, it's good. Do you have any secrets for, um, I guess, not feeling like you've been hit by a truck uh, the next day after game day? So I certainly felt only playing sevens. Um, yeah. As a prop. Lots, lots and lots of ice baths. Ice baths, yeah. Yeah, ice baths are massive. So we have, uh, we're fortunate at our facility to have a, an ice bath, a hot spire and a sauna uh, there as well. And, you know, we've got uh, physios and interns in terms of soft tissue stuff. Um, I'm on a pretty, uh, I'd say this year massively, I've, I've been a bit more on it and sort of trying to, a lot of sort of vitamin stuff. Um, I've had a, a bit of patellar uh, tendonitis stuff and that and, um, so I've just been sort of on a few different sort of vitamins just to see and you know, probiotics, multivitamins, fish oils, um, you know, sort of zinc stuff and just to see if it sort of helped with my sort of tendon stuff. You know, it's always good to stay on top of your gut health and that as well, multivitamins and probiotics and that so forth. And then I, I also broke my hand about seven weeks ago. So, no way. yeah, just get on top of some calcium tablets and some stuff like that, some collagen stuff too for my knees. So, you know, it's, it's just sort of things that um, you, you might have to look out for for your body, you know, as you um, as you progress in, in, in this arena. And, um, you know, it's just things you probably got away with when you were younger because you just recovered a lot quicker. Uh, you know, it's just like drinking, isn't it, you know? When you're young, you know, you recover Sunday night, you know, nowadays I'm still feeling it on a Wednesday, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to cure that, but I can help you with uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Awesome. And moving on to number six, um, what does it mean for you having the honour of representing your heritage and your country and being a Wallaby, being a part of that, I guess, um, unique club and of people who have made it to the, you know, the highest level um, in your sport, playing for your, for Australia? Yeah, it's it's it was special. I mean, um, you know, I'm I'm born and bred Australian. Yeah, I was born in uh, Eastwood in Sydney uh, in in 1991. Lived there my whole life. So you know, the ambition was always to represent Australia. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, um, following the likes of uh, you know, my favourite players in George Smith and Todai Kefu, you know, guys I played back row growing up. So they were the, you know naturally as a Pacific Island kid, they were the guys I gravitated towards. And um, you know, I was fortunate enough to. Um, to be able to play with George Smith in 2013. I mean, and to, to me, your idol is just you know, unreal. And to just, you know, it's just kind of crazy that when you, you meet him and he's just like one of the boys, you know, and you, know, you, you, you just can't sort of put him in that category. You always, you know, have him up on a pedestal, but he just try, lives his life and, and goes about his his day like any other person does, you know, and that's what you, you start to realise as you, as you go on. And, I mean, having um, the opportunity of being coached by, uh, you know, one of Australia's best firehouse ever, and, and Stephen Larkin, and and to meet George uh, George Gregan as well, you know, a Wallaby legend down here, the and a Brumbies legend as well. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's pretty surreal. I guess you know, people sort of ask me like, what's it like being famous? And I, I don't really consider myself famous. Like, 
I consider a guy like The Rock or something like that famous. But then, you know, at the end of the day, you forget you're a role model uh, to a lot of different people, you know, and that's how they view you in your eyes. So um, um, I understand that there's a huge responsibility that comes with representing your country as well, how you hold yourself um, is huge and, and it's a representation of, of not just yourself, but, you know, your upbringing and so forth. And so in, in, in a... In a way, for me, it's a representation of my family and, and how I was brought up. So uh, I'm always um, mindful that I, um, you know, put my best foot forward and, and, and not just on the field, but off the field as well. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I can definitely resonate, like, I'll never forget the day when Yana Pittman joined my training squad, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I used to write letters to her um, when I was young. And it's such yeah. a humbling thing sort of feeling like your career's gone full circle almost. But um, yeah. yeah, no, definitely owe it to you guys. You do such great jobs as being not only ambassadors to the sport, but um, ambassadors in your own right to the next generation. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right. And moving on to number seven. So, finally, um, what's the legacy that you want to leave uh, for the next generation and for your life as a professional athlete? Um, yeah, it's always, it's, it's always a tough question, isn't it? Um, I think it's sort of a, a, a thing that's forever evolving and changing through different experiences in life. Um, you know, when I, when I was younger, it was just all about being the best, you know, it was just an individual aspiration. It's just like, I need to be the best, you know, that, that, that there was, and that, and that continues on, you know, and, um, and, you know, your, your drive is always to be the best, but then, you know, is it enough at the end of the day? You know, you have to keep asking yourself that. And is there a bigger thing at play? And I think for me, as I got older and um, reminding myself that I was one of those young kids that wanted to be a Wallaby, wanted to be a Brumby or a Waratah or a Red or a Rebel, you know, I think the goal for me is to inspire the next generation, like a generation inspired me um, to want to play for the Wallabies and, to play for the Brumbies and um, I think that's the biggest goal I had uh, for me and the kind of legacy I want to leave behind was, you know, um, he got back down to grassroots and, 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 you know, made a conscious effort to, to help continue to build the game at that level. You know, it was, it was never about staying at the top. It was always about making sure that everything filtered down and the same messages that you're trying to drive, you know, reaches the right people. Um, at the right age so that they can continue on that um, as they get older and that example um, as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's the main sort of thing. It's, it's, it's you know, growing as you get older and I think you sort of grow into these positions and, and that kind of mindset uh, as, you, as you, you know, progress in these teams as well. So uh, it's kind of sort of where I'm at in my career at the moment. Yeah, no, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, and one last thing, make sure you enjoy yourself. <laughs> of course. You know, I mean, nothing yeah. worth doing is 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 uh, is worth it if you don't enjoy it. So when you're a kid, just enjoy it. I think that's the main thing. I was just fortunate enough I had parents that let me do things I enjoyed and and made the most of it. Yeah, I'm sure the moment when you stop looking forward to running onto the field, that's the moment you'll be like, oh, should I hang up my boots? You know, it's, um, yeah. you got to love it at the end of the day. Hey, or all that you put your body through, especially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so um, beyond the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, what sort of next year on the cards 
fingers crossed when things go back to normal um, in your competition schedule ahead. Well, do you know there'll be a season? Um, when do you know you'll be next playing? Yeah, we're not 100% sure. I mean, there's a lot of conjecture around um, sort of when uh, we can get back on the field. But uh, we've heard around that June, July sort of period, uh, which is uh, really promising for us. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about there not even being a season at all this year, which would have been pretty devastating, uh, especially for a lot of our boys. I mean, we were having such a great season here at the Brumbies. We were five wins, one loss, and, you know, we were sitting second on the Super Rugby table. So things were sort of just starting to get go well for us. But, um, you know, there's bigger things at hand. You know, the, the world safety is the, is the most important thing. And Australia's been going through such a tough time. I mean, you know, we got hit so hard by the bushfires. Uh, there was a threat of, um, you know, monsoons and, and, and flooding and that coming from, from Asia. And then COVID-19 sort of unfortunately came out of nowhere. So... Yeah, you know, we always got to put things in perspective and realise that um, there are more than more important things at hand, you know, around the world and in our country. And um, you know, we just got to, um, you know, pray that you know when it is time to get back on the field, everyone's you know fit, health and safe, uh, healthy and safe uh, here in Australia, and we can start enjoying some sport again. That's it. That's the crux of it all. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let boys and girls play. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> awesome. Well, mate, we've so loved hearing about your journey um, on the Athlete Insider and wish you all the all the very best for what's to come uh, whenever the world allows. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And all the best of everything for the rest of the year. I'll, I'll be uh, staying true for sure. <laughs> Thanks for the legends. Cheers. Take it easy. You too. What a wonderful insight into the life of Australia's most successful and undoubtedly most humble and family oriented front rower out. You can keep up to date with Scotty's journey on Instagram at ScottyCO. We look forward to eventually seeing him run out with the Brumbies this 2020 season, whenever this pandemic allows. This has been the Athlete Insider. Until next time, keep dreaming and believing.